Social Zoom Factor, episode 247. Driving results in business these days takes something special. It's a combination of the right info and the right energy. Pam Moore has both and is here to help you avoid the pitfalls and guide your business and life by leveraging and integrating social media, powerful branding, and digital marketing. Welcome to Social Zoom Factor. Now it's time to live life zoomed. Are you a small business owner, entrepreneur, or work on a corporate team and tired of wasting money on social media training courses that are nothing more than random videos thrown up on a wall like webinar spaghetti? Finally, there's a solution to get you on the fast track to social media business success and help you learn how to generate brand awareness, leads, and sales without breaking the bank. Visit socialprofitfactor.com and use coupon code Zoom. Again, that's socialprofitfactor.com, coupon code Zoom. Hey there, Zoomers, and welcome to Social Zoom Factor. This is your host, Pam Moore. All right, today I have some more extra special content for you. Creating content that inspires, connects, and converts to real business is not easy. And this is even if your product or your service is actually quote unquote sexy, it's still tough. It's even more difficult if your business is maybe in a highly regulated industry, such as healthcare, financial, insurance, government, manufacturing. Also, it could be simply that your content is not what some would deem as sexy. They may actually call it, quote unquote, boring. However, those who need and want your services or products and content, they may actually think it's exciting if you learn how to do it right. Now, there is so much pressure today on marketers coming from businesses of all sizes. And we have pressure to drive conversation, to drive engagement, to drive sales with the content that we create. However, at the same time, social media, everything on the web is getting noisier by the minute. And standing out from the crowd seems to be almost impossible on some days. And that's if you understand social media, if you know your audience, if you know how to provide value. So unfortunately, there are too many marketers that give up before they really get started. And they may work in one of these unsexy markets that could be you. And so instead of trying to become more exciting, more interesting, maybe even more sexy, you just say, you know what, I'm going to throw this content up there. We're boring anyway. And then you wonder why it's not working. So just because your industry is boring and unsexy, it doesn't mean that you also have to be boring. So I am so excited to bring to you today a webinar that we did recently exactly for you. If you are feeling like you are stuck in this unsexy, boring world and you don't know what to do with content marketing, I'm telling you the content you're going to hear on this podcast today is definitely going to help you. Now, it is a webinar. You're going to get the audio version of that. There is also a webinar available that has beautiful slides that go with it. And you'll also be able to download a special content for unsexy markets 
Zoom kit that is packed with resources and worksheets and templates that will help you get a grip on your content marketing strategy. Just head on over to socialzoomfactor.com slash 247 webinar. Enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Social Profit Factor webinar. Today, we are talking about content marketing, and specifically, we're talking about content marketing for unsexy industries, maybe boring industries. And I want to caveat this with it may be boring compared to other more sexy markets, but it's not boring to the people who need these services, products, right? So those of us that work in some of these industries, and trust me, I've worked in a lot of unsexy industries, it's still very interesting to the people who need your content. So the main thing we're going to be talking about today is just because you work in an unsexy or boring industry does not give you any excuse for your content or you as a brand to be boring and unsexy. And we're going to talk about exactly how you can make sure you do that. So let's go ahead and dive right in. My name is Pam Moore and I am the host today. And I'll talk a little bit more about who I am and what we do in here in a couple minutes. But you know you are in the right place. If you may be an agent, real estate agent, uh, a real estate broker, maybe a financial consultant, entrepreneur, maybe you work in a small business, own a small business, maybe you're a marketer leading social or content on a larger team work in digital marketing, or you may just be curious to how you can better create content that helps you get more leads and sales. I mean, we want to grow our business. So let's make sure everybody has their technology set up right. And the webinar system we're using, it automatically detects the bandwidth you have available. So make sure you shut down any extra browser tabs you have. Even things like Facebook and Twitter, those consume a lot of bandwidth. So the more bandwidth you have for this webinar, the better your video quality is going to be, the better your audio quality is going to be. If throughout the presentation you happen to lose any audio or something looks funny, please just do a refresh on your browser and that usually will fix the problem. But I want to make sure that you put on your creative hat and you really be open to new ideas today. I want you to get out of the box that you may be stuck in, all right, and write down any questions that you have, and we will be talking about those and answering those at the end of the presentation today, and you can put those questions directly into the chat window. My partner, Josh Moore, partner in business and life, he is moderating the chat and will be there to answer your questions and help guide um, anything you need. So big, huge benefit of these types of presentations is being part of a community, okay? So make sure you join the conversation, not only in the chat, and I encourage you right now to go in there if you haven't already. I see a lot of you already have. Go in there and say hi. Tell us where you're from and what you do, right? Why are you here and what do you do? 
I'd also like you to tell us how you learned about this webinar today, because I think it's interesting for us all to hear where uh, we learn about these things. So you can follow the hashtag social profit factor. You can use that on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. I've listed our Twitter handles there. You can catch up with us. And then you can also join our private Facebook group, but it's open to the general community. And that is themarketingnuts.com slash SPFFB. So the thank you gift you're going to get today for attending and staying until the end of the webinar, at least up until the Q&A, I am going to give you one value power packed resource kit. Okay, this will be emailed to you within 24 hours max after this webinar ends. Now, it is a content Zoom kit, and it's designed to help you really get your arms around your content marketing. So you can see everything that it includes here from a you know, social media audience analysis worksheet uh, that helps you prioritize your audiences, because that's one of the first steps. You need to know who your audience is so you can create good content for them. And then it also has a detailed 12-month content calendar template that will help you prioritize and match your content to your audience. It has a content inventory audit worksheet. We'll talk about that during the presentation. There's a content priority worksheet, which helps you prioritize your content. A buyer persona worksheet that gets to that individual level of who is your buyer. And then a list of all of our favorite content creation tools with links to them, a white paper on how to stomp random acts of marketing, we call those Rammies, and also a white paper on how to power up your social media and your reach by tapping into the power of one of your greatest assets, which is your own team, your own employees. So I'm telling you, and there's other bonuses I'm sending along with this. It will all be sent to you in one email with a link and a Dropbox link where you can download everything that's in that kit. This presentation today is sponsored by Social Profit Factor, and that is our online training academy, and it is your fast track to social media ROI. And I want to ask you, if I promise to provide you a ton of value during this presentation today, will it be okay if I share with you a little bit about Social Profit Factor at the very end of this presentation? You can please answer in the chat, say yes or no, because I want to make sure I have you on board for that. And I, of course, guarantee that I'm going to give you massive value today. So this is me. I, you know, who knows what color my hair is of the year. This is back when I had dark hair. I am now back to my natural, which is blonde, but I'd love you to tell me if you know me, or is the, is this your first time ever uh, doing some type of online business with me or communication. So I've been in this industry for a long time. I spent 15 years working in corporate before I ever started my own company. And I'm not going to read off all these things to you. Uh, you can look me up online. Just go to a Google search for Pam Marketing Nut and pick your flavor and uh, type of format you like to um, engage with content. 
So we walk the walk and I'm not sharing this with you to brag and uh, tell you all of our numbers. I'm not one that gets attached to vanity metrics and that type of thing, but I want you to know you're, you're listening to somebody who knows how to build community, somebody who has leveraged content for over 20 years to build brands and businesses of all sizes. Okay. So our audience today scales over a million across the social platforms, you know, from Twitter over 300,000 followers. I personally have LinkedIn over 350 or right at 350,000 followers. I have none of those have ever been purchased, right? They've all been organically acquired through content. Our digital tribe scales to 200 million. So those are the extended tribes of people that are on a regular basis sharing our content in a predictable way that we can measure. Our social Zoom factor, which is a podcast that I launched back in mid-2014 as a test, now has had over 1.5 million downloads, okay? Over 240 episodes that are free out on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and SoundCloud that you can listen to to help you with topics like we are talking about today. We really drive innovation across the social ecosystem about 18 to 24 months ahead of competition in the areas of which we focus on. So our agency, Marketing Nuts, uh, Josh and I founded our first agency back in 2009 after I spent 15 years in corporate America. And really, we focus on helping simplify things that are complex and things that others in our industry really make complex. We try to simplify that and help people like you navigate this ever-changing world of technology and social media and branding. So I don't know about you, but there has been a ton of change. And really, that's the only guarantee we have in this ecosystem is change. And, you know, tell me in the comments how you feel about that if, you know, you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed there. So some of our clients, and I'm sharing this with you because I know today we're talking, this content today is going to be helpful regardless of what industry you're in. Uh, but we are specifically honing in on industries where it's hard to write content. So we both, Josh and I, started our careers with unsexy content, okay? So I started in uh, GE Capital, was one of my first uh, gigs out of college, you know, working on flood determination <laughs> technology. Uh, not very sexy, right? Selling to insurance and mortgage brokers, that type of thing, or mortgage companies, that type of thing. So we have worked in many sexy industries. I mean, we work with In Beauty with L'Oreal and Redken and, you know, some fun stuff. And, but on the other side, we've done a lot of work, for example, with the service master family of brands and, you know, where they're doing disaster restoration and cleanup. And, you know, we've worked with Mary Maids and you can see the list here. So we have experience in your industry. We've worked with a lot of agents, a lot of brokers. We do a ton of training. So I'm not just making this stuff up today. I'm sharing content with you based upon proven uh, methodologies and proven results and what we have seen work for multiple, multiple industries. So I love to make sure we keep everybody engaged. And to do that, we have a couple poll questions as we go throughout the presentation. First one is, how happy are you with your content marketing results today? And you can answer based one to five with five being high. So what you're doing today in content marketing, how happy are you with the results that you've had to date?
All right, let's see. It looks like most people are saying they are at about a three. Two to three. Okay, that makes sense. That's usually where people are. Yep, three is a winner. We have a winner. All right, so I told you also, you know, if you saw our landing pages and content and emails on this presentation today, I promised you that I was going to bust some myths. So I put together just some simple slides. And on each of these myth-busting slides, uh, I'm telling you what is true, okay? So you do not need more content, okay? You need good content. And for the last couple of years, there's been some people with a very loud voice in our space saying, you need a fire hose. Like you need to put as much content as you can on every single social network. Well, why do you think the social web has become so noisy? 90% of the data in the world was created in the last two years. Think about that. That's a lot of data. So the average person consumes 11.4 pieces of content before they make a purchasing decision. That's to me, that's a lot of pieces of content. Okay. So it's a lot, but at the same time, you want to make sure that your content is included in there and that every content brand touch that you have, you are helping your audience, your buyer move further in the conversion funnel. We're going to be talking a lot about that today. The organic reach of social media. So the content that we post on Facebook, the content we post on Instagram and Twitter and LinkedIn, you know, on Facebook, these numbers are declining to zero. So organic content means we post it and our target audience, who we hope is going to see it, is going to see it. And we're not going to have to pay money for them to see that. Okay, so it truly is declining to zero. But the reason I have this picture that you see here where it's like the mud looks a little cracked and it's like, okay, there's still growth happening. You can still find organic reach, but I'm not promising you that it's going to be a ton of it. You're going to need to have good content to get any organic reach. And you're going to need to pay. It's a pay to play world. You're going to need to pay for advertising now to get that content truly seen by your target market. And you need a sales funnel, right? You need to have a sales funnel. You can't just like our business. I can't just go do a ton of Facebook ads for people to come to our events like a webinar, right? I have to get them first into my sales funnel. Our email marketing is what converts the best to get people to an event like this. So that's why we create content that gets people into that funnel. So you have to understand what is that funnel for your business and what are those cracks in the mud where your competition is not hanging out? Where can you go plant seeds that you don't have a lot of noise, that you can go quietly point a seed and say, you know what? Nobody's talking about this type of content or nobody's talking about it this way or nobody's producing it on this social network in this way. So it's finding those unique ways that you can be different, which is where you're going to see that beautiful green little sprout, right? That, that growth that we need so desperately. And as we are looking at success on the social web, attention plus action is what gives us social currency. So we need to have attention. Absolutely. You're never going to get a customer to come closer to you until you have attention. However, you must also have action. There's tons of brands out there that get a lot of attention, but 
think about the content that you engage with on a regular basis. What type of action do you take other than just reading their content? You know, and I'd love to see in the comments, you tell me, I mean, what percentage of content do you think you are actually inspired on a daily basis to take an action, to share it, to, to subscribe? You know, for me, it's very low. I'll start to read a blog post. I'll start to watch a video. I'll start to, you know, engage with content. And I'm like, oh, that's boring. I'm out. Right. So we have to retain that attention. And then we also have to drive that action. So what grabs attention then? Okay. Emotion, right? We know that emotion connects us with our audience. I always say, inspire your audience to connect with you with the goal of helping them succeed. And when you help them achieve their goals, we achieve ours by default. So it's inspire, connect, achieve. So when you can make someone laugh, when you can make someone cry, when you can make them even frustrated that they need to take action to change, they may be frustrated with themselves you're going to get their attention. You need to make them feel something and you need to be relevant, right? The conversations that you have, they need to not be boring. Even if we're working in a regulated industry and we've done a lot of work in regulated industries and financial and with healthcare and those types of things, you know, we've monitored, you know, some social platforms for uh, large healthcare companies that are national with multiple locations. And I understand the regulations. I understand, you know, HIPAA and those things that we're governed by, but we still need to be relevant. You know, there's so much that's happening where people are just stuck in their old ways. And so we need to figure out ways we can personalize it, ways that we can bring more visuals and more feeling and connection and simplify our messages. You know, I think there's too much focus today on complicated infographics and that people think the deeper they go and the more technical they go, that that's what their audience needs. When sometimes the people just want the top five list, they just want the one thing that can help them today, right? So part of relevancy and driving action is being able to make that an immediate action, being able to make that something that is going to take them in the direction that they want to go in a amount of time and cost that is realistic to where they are. Our human brain processes visuals 60,000 times faster than it does text. Okay. So we have got to be using visuals and that's why you're seeing so many brands today creating visuals, using emojis <laughs> and, uh, you know, gifts or gifs, however you're saying that, whatever your choice is, but we've got to make it visually entertaining. We have to make them feel something through their eyes, right? That attracts them to listen and to click. So I always like to get people on the same page with some found, just, you know, one foundational thing today is what is content marketing? Content marketing is a marketing technique of creating and distributing relevant and valuable content. Okay, so note that it's relevant and it's valuable with the goal of attracting, acquiring, and engaging a clearly defined and understood target audience with the objective of driving profitable customer action. So this is a good slide to take a screen capture of. And, you know, maybe I'll include this in your resource kit and I'll give you an image of this so you can print it out and put it on your wall. 
Because when you think of content marketing, it's not about random acts of pieces of content. It's not about a random live video. Why are you doing the live video? Why are you creating that visual? Why are you, you know, creating any type of audio or any type of content you're creating. You need to know who that content is for and how it's going to help you achieve your goals and what is the value it's going to do for your audience. So why does content marketing work? It works because it enables us to inspire and attract our ideal customer organically. Okay, so enables us to to bring them closer to us because we empower them we educate them, we entertain them, we make them feel something. Through that, then the goal is that we're able to build and nurture relationships we're, because we're earning trust, right? We're building loyalty. We are igniting evangelists and advocates who are going to want to talk about us from the mountaintop and say, that is the most amazing experience I ever had. You know, you think of the brands, you know, put in the, the comments in the chat and tell me what are the brands recently that you've engaged with that are memorable? Like what are the brands that are giving you a good experience for me right now? One of them is orange theory where I work out. I love orange theory from the moment I got on the first call with them to every time I walk into that studio to work out the front desk to every trainer. It is amazing, right? So it's, it's a brand that understands that every brand touch matters and they're doing the same thing on social. They have private Facebook groups and, you know, you have the same feeling in a private Facebook group that you get offline, right? And, and when we're thinking about content marketing, we want it to amplify the experience. We want it to amplify the experience that that customer has when they are do business with you. We don't want it to just be something that's helping you spam and hoping that you get a sale, right? Very, very different. So what is content? I know this seems basic, but it's really important to understand. Something that is to be expressed through some medium, such as speech, is writing, or any various arts. Okay, so it's something that we're expressing. Content comes in many flavors and many uh, styles, but we want to make sure that it's something that tastes good, right? Something that's irresistible, that we look at it and we want to devour it, kind of like the desserts you're seeing here. So forms of content marketing. So here's just, you know, some of the forms that we have available. Blogging, right? And I, I want you to know, this is one of those myths I probably should have put in here. Content marketing does not equal a blog. So you do not have to have a blog to be doing content marketing. And for many years, there's just been, uh, you know, people have associated blogging with content. Like, well, I can't do content marketing for my business if I'm not doing blogging. So uh, visual content uh, is part of content marketing. Audio content, micro content, uh, co-created content. Uh, that's content that we're creating with other people textual content. So that could be long form, short form, white papers, could be a simple post that we're putting up on social media, infographics, right? That's where we're often combining text with visuals, with data, um, with statistics. You know, I love things that include statistics. People love to share stats, quotes, right? It's really easy for us to create quotes in any industry, 
So, you know, think of the people that influence your industry, who are your favorite authors, right? Get your executive team. Who's your favorite authors and start, you know, creating, creating some nice visuals with quotes on them. Quotes are some of the most shared content on the social web, including Twitter factoids. So those could be statistics and factoids about your business, about the industry. What, what are statistics that really matter that are going to make people think? So when it comes to content marketing, this is a very simplified five-step success strategy. And we teach um, something similar to this inside of our Social Profit Factor Training Academy. But today I want you know, we're going to really focus in around the development phase. But as you're developing your content marketing strategy, what you would do is you would start with planning, right? So that's where you're saying, okay, what are my goals? What are my objectives? Why am I doing this, right? I want you to make sure you do that before you go straight to developing content. Then you're looking at your audience. Who is your audience? Uh, who is your uh number one target dream customer? And how are you going to align your brand to that customer? And we will talk about that here in a little bit. But how are you going to bring those two together where you're providing and satisfying some of those key needs that your target customer has? Then we go into developing. So that's where we develop our content. We we get creative, right? We we create the visuals and the audio and the the text and you know everything that is about our content, you know, marketing package. Then we distribute. So that's when we make it available. We publish it on our blog. We, If it's an audio podcast, for example, we'll publish it out on platforms like iTunes and SoundCloud. We also uh, can distribute it on blogs and, you know, content places that we do not own. So that could be other people's uh, blogs. And then last, we have measure and optimize. So that's where we're really looking at metrics for success. We're, we're continuously improving and tweaking. So content is about so much more than just the content, right? For you to be successful with content, you have to plan. It's plan your work and work your plan. You are not doing content marketing. I want you to hear me when I say this. You are not doing content marketing if you do not have a content strategy and plan. That's not content marketing. You have got to have a plan for success. If you don't, you're just doing random acts of content. And the key reason is you need to know your intent. So what is the intent you have with every piece of content that you're publishing? What is the intent that you have that the buyer has when you're producing that piece of content and putting it in front of them, okay? So when you're delivering them a piece of content, you need to be thinking, where are they in the buying cycle of my sales conversion funnel? And what is their intent at the time I'm presenting this to them? Understanding, are they aware of that I exist? You know, when they see this piece of content, is it their first touch with me? If it is, we don't want to be pushing for a sale, right? We don't want to be giving them a piece of content trying to make a sale when they're saying, uh, who are you? You know, what do you do? Why should I trust you? So intent is so important because if you start producing content on the social web today and you start just spamming and your only intent is to sell, I'm telling you, you are going to fail. You have got to align your content and your intent 
with the intent of your buyer, okay? Because your goal is to create relationships, to build relationships more than it is to just sell. You have to build the relationship through the conversations that you have with content first. Okay, so we're building relationships through content. Another myth busting, okay? Every piece of content does not need to result in a sale, okay? Think sales conversion funnel. Now, every blog post you write, every podcast, every a video that you do, your goal doesn't need to be to sell something. You don't need to measure success always based on a sell. Okay. And I know that is a challenge, and particularly when we look at some of these more regulated industries and, you know, things like real estate. I know there's a lot of real estate brokers that they know that it's a long term relationship, but yet all they ever post, so many of the realtors I know, all they ever post are pictures of houses. Okay. So if I'm not in, in the market yet for a house, I will be, me and Josh are going to be in the next five years, we're going to be building our downsized house or buying our downsized house. Once the kids are out, I'm in the, I will be in the market for that. We know what we want. But when I see the realtors in my neighborhood, in my local area, and all they're posting is content of their current houses, that's not making me want to hire them. Right. They're not personalizing their brand. That's not making me want to connect with them uh, in five years. Right. It's the people who are building relationships. It's, you know, the guy who's honestly, there's one guy sitting next to me at Orange Theory working out with me. And he has sent me an email. Let me know if I can answer any questions. Right. You look at his content online, you see who he is. He used to go to my old church. Like he's personalizing his business. So he will be in the top three of who I connect with. And it has nothing to do with him posting a photo of a house that he sold currently. So it's knowing where that customer is. Now, another myth bust is you can measure content marketing ROI. You can. You just need to know what success looks like. So you need to make sure you're setting that right goal up front. That if it's not about a sale, Maybe your goal is just to build brand awareness. Then you're going to be looking at, you know, how many people saw that post? How many people uh, downloaded a specific offer that you gave for a free resource and the five tips? And, you know, how many people attended a webinar or watched a video? You want to set those appropriate goals. And as you move deeper into a sales funnel, then the, the, metrics are going to be more closely related to sales. But at that top of that sales funnel, they're not. Make sure that as you're deciding what those goals are, that you are aligning it to your business goals. So the first questions you need to ask yourself when you're thinking about what your content strategy is for the rest of 2018 is what do I want to achieve with my business? Right. So if you want to attract a new market, then you're going to need to identify who that market is, get down to the buyer level and start asking questions about, do they know I exist? What's my goal with them? What do they want to achieve? And pick those goals where you know that social media is going to be able to have an impact because social media isn't going to be able to help you with every single business goal that you have, uh, but it will be able to help you with some. Right. So the other thing is no matter where I go, where I speak, where I train, and I do a lot of speaking and training, I will ask people, 
What is the number one thing you think of when I say the word social media? 90% of the time, people will say their favorite social network. So they'll say Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or LinkedIn. Well, that's usually the same way that people put together their, their content strategies, their social media strategies. They'll start with the technology. They'll start with the medium. And they'll say, all right, I'm going to do live video. Let's now put together our live video plan. That's awesome. I'm glad you're going to get in front of the camera and do live video. But what I want you to do is turn it upside down. Don't start with the technology. I want you to start with the people. Okay, so who is your target customer? What do they want from you? What are their objectives? What do they want to... Maybe it's not from you. They just know that they need something. They know that they need to solve a problem. What are their objectives? And what are your objectives for that specific audience. Then we have strategy and that is about relationship. So what is your relationship with that buyer, right? Do they know you exist? Maybe you have a very transactional relationship with them. Maybe they've bought from you all the time, but you don't know who they are, right? You want to have more emotional, connected human relationship with them. Or it could be they're very emotionally attached to you, but they haven't bought a dang thing, right? So you need to move that to a transactional relationship. So that's why you want to know what audience you're targeting with every single piece of content that you create. And then you choose the technology. Then you choose the medium, right? So many marketers will start and they'll do a live video or whatever they're doing and nobody shows up. And it's because they haven't built an audience. uh, They haven't built trust. They haven't built that sales funnel. And even with live video, it's okay sometimes if nobody shows up to the live video, as long as you're getting those views afterwards. But if you're never getting the views of the content you're creating, then you you probably have a people problem more than you have a technology problem. You have a people problem where you don't know your audience and you're not giving them the right content and you're not knowing how to get it to where they are, right? So it, you got to figure out all of those facets. So... This is one of my favorite slides that we have. And there's never an executive or business person that comes to us and says, Pam, I want to work with you and your company. And I have so much money and so much time. I don't know what to do with it. So I think I'm just going to spend it all on social media. That happens never. What they ask is, all right, I'm ready to do this. Let's do it. You know, I'm ready to do social media this year. Well, it's not about doing social media. Okay, it's, it's not just about doing Facebook. I want you to think about how are we going to achieve our goals? The next question they asked me is, Pam, how do I get money? Like, show me the money, honey. I'm excited to be working with you and your team, but when am I going to see an ROI? I always say, let's talk about what ROI looks like. First thing we have to do is know that we are building community. People don't just buy things. They join things. They want to be part of something bigger than themselves. So when you are starting a Facebook community, for example, you have an opportunity to build relationships. You have an opportunity to move somebody from being a silent lurker in your community to eventually becoming your customer or becoming your evangelist. Over time, as you invest in content on your blog, on Twitter, on Instagram, LinkedIn, whatever you may be doing... Over time, you're going to earn trust. Over time, you're going to bring people closer to your brand. And a small percentage of those people are going to buy from you. And we've seen a lot in the industries that we've worked in, particularly the unsexy industries, we see people give up far too soon. 
you know, they'll pay and they'll launch a new website or a blog and maybe spend a little bit on video and 30, 60 days into it. <laughs> I mean, they barely launched it and created the first round of content. They give up. They're like, this isn't working. You know, something's wrong with my blog. Blaming your blog for not having sales would be like having your car and you're on your way to the work in the morning and you didn't fill it up with gas and it runs out of gas and you're late and you blame your car for you being late. Right? It had nothing to do with your car. Your car ran perfect. The problem was you didn't fill it up with gas. So it's the same thing here. We can't blame the technology when we haven't used the technology to connect with people in the right way. So we haven't used the technology, right? We haven't created the right content. So when we think about it from a bigger picture, instead of just a single piece of content, I promise you, every piece of content you have will have a higher ROI. Another myth is, um, this is busted here, you can have a personality, even if your industry is boring or it's regulated. Okay, I know that we have regulations. I know there are things we can and cannot say. And I know, you know, when it comes to health, when it comes to financial, there are hard, fast rules of what we're allowed to talk about. Okay, I get it. But that doesn't mean you can't have a personality. Doesn't mean you can't put some emotion in that. So stop boring your audience. And I love this image here because it has like a guy who's trying to teach and train and help people. And his audience basically has a box on their head. I mean, how many of you have experienced this before where you're trying to get people to understand something? They say they want to learn, but the truth is they really don't. I think in, in these regulated industries and some of the unsexy industries, this is what we see a lot, right? People say they want to hear what you have to say, but they really don't. So you have to find a way for them to take that box off their head. And one way is not going to be talking about yourself, right? So you have to quit boring them. They're already bored. They already work in an industry where depending on their role, they may be bored to death. They're tired of seeing boring content. So stop copying what your competition is doing. Stop going out there and doing everything your competition does and stop doing what you've always done, right? They don't want to talk about your product every day. They're tired of talking about your products and the products of all your competition. So I dare you, I double dare you to be different. Okay, get out of your own box. Help your audience get out of their box. You know, coach them, be like, okay, come on, come join me on this live video or, you know, listen to this podcast or I'm going to talk about this topic in a different way. So I want you to make sure that you are not getting stuck in a rut where you're doing the same thing over and over because people are tired of not being able to trust the brands that we depend on. And I'd love to see in your comments if you can agree with this. We are tired of giving our email to a company where they promise us they're not going to sell our data. They're not going to spam us, right? In the first day we start to get emails from their partners, you know, the first week that they've sold our data to. We're tired of ads that are pushed to us in our face and interrupting uh, the emotion and the experience we're wanting to feel when we visit a blog or when we visit a a social network like Facebook. We're tired of landing pages that don't load properly on a mobile phone or that promise a lot and don't deliver that. Or after we put in an email address to get a download, it doesn't work. All right. We're tired of not having control. 
We're tired of wasting time and then being disappointed. Who can relate to that? So without trust, you have nothing. So if you are not earning trust with every piece of content, you're not going to get the attention. You're not going to get the shares. You're not going to build community. You're not going to get the clicks on your content. You're not going to get opt-ins to your blog and to you know, your email marketing. You're not going to have sales because if you're not earning trust, then nothing is going to work because your audience has a trust problem, right? There are not a lot of brands out there that are building our trust. So it's starting to be that our first approach is we're thinking, I don't trust you. So it's harder than it was even five years ago for that trust because trust has been broken so bad. So poll question number two is... How well do you know your customer? And this is on a scale of one to five. Okay, good. Numbers are a little higher than we have. I always love when we do these content marketing webinars because it tends to be uh, people who are interested in content and who... and. Maybe they're doing content and trying to succeed or they have some success, but that they know they need to invest in their audience. So I love when I see that skewed higher. So I'm seeing a three to three is number one and then four is number two. So I love when I see that. Congrats to you all. I'm happy to know that you know your customer. So when we talk about our customer, and I don't, I'm not going to dig in deep to this right now. We have another webinar we did on audience marketing. And there's, we have a whole course inside of our social profit factor just about an audience first marketing approach. But when you're taking an audience first marketing approach, the very first thing you're doing is understanding your audience. Okay. And everything you do is centered around that audience. So who is your buyer? Is it the way you communicate with them? on a Monday morning, let's say we're targeting a female age 35, okay? We're targeting a female to make that purchase decision. If they're a stay-at-home mom versus if they are a working woman professional is going to be very different in how we communicate with them, okay? So uh, somebody that's commuting into an office on Monday morning, we're not going to likely want to communicate with them on Facebook about something that's just going to make them laugh at 9 a.m., Right. We're, they're busy trying to get to the office. If it's a stay at home mom, they're ready to laugh. They need a break. They're thinking, Oh, I finally got the kids to school. I'm now back at home. Maybe I went to the gym. I'm working out and I'm ready to, to chill out on Facebook. Right. That's a great time to reach that stay at home mom. So that's why you have to get in the head of your customer and make sure you know what their intent is. You know how old they are. You know what their behaviors are like on each of these social networks. You know what their intent is, why they're there, who they're hanging out with. You know, and the list goes on and on. Poll question number three. Do you have a written plan for your personal brand and how it supports your business goals? And just tell me on a scale of one to five, you know, how succinct you have that plan, how happy you are with that plan today, meaning you have a plan for how you're leveraging your personal brand as part of your content strategy to build your business. And if remember what happens on here stays on here. We don't know what you're voting. We don't know who's voting what. So be honest. So most people are one here. That doesn't support one at one to two. Uh, we do have some overachievers over on the fives. Good job. But when we teach and train, I mean, most of the people we we are with, they have do not have that plan yet. So I really want to encourage you to do that 
as you're developing your content strategy because you are the media, right? And if you look at Facebook today, I mean, we all know if you've been following what's happening on the news on Facebook, we are the product, okay? But the same goes for every single social network. We have an opportunity. It's all how you look at it. So you can get mad about it and say, we're the media, we're being sold. Yes, we are. But guess what? That's been happening for 20 plus years. Okay. We have, you know, Josh and I, we worked in the industries that used to sell that data and use that data. A lot of us have been there and done that. We all use data. And the truth is, Mark Zuckerberg, yes, we have some issues, but he's not doing much that uh, Google and many of these other platforms have not already been doing for years, right? Our data has been sold for years. We are the product. When we open up Facebook, uh, and every time we load a new page, every time we comment, what's appearing on the right side or in our stream, right? It's another ad. So every time we engage, every time that we comment and share, it's more ads that are appearing. They want us to engage. We are the media. If we don't post anything, then they're not going to be making money. But it's how you look at it. You leverage that because there's benefit in building that personal brand and that you can build relationships. You can nurture relationships that you may not ever be able to do with just a business account. And you can bring that human factor to your business brand. So whether you have a personal brand plan or not, you have a personal brand, regardless if you've consciously designed it or not. So those of you who said, okay, I really don't have a personal branding plan. You do have a personal brand, right? Your brand is what people think about you. It's what they say about you when you leave a room. It's what you post on a review site for social media uh, about you. It's what they think about you when you leave a room. It's words people use to describe you. It's what it's how you walk into a room when you go to an event, whether you sit in the front or the back, uh, whether you walk around town all day, you know, in stinky workout clothes or you actually take a shower. Those are all brand impressions, how you drive, uh, what you like, what you don't like, how you comment, how you reply to somebody that spams you. Right? You never know who you're replying to. You never know whether that person could be your next customer. So every single brand touch that you have is so important, right? People are watching you. We have had customers that, I mean, we're talking general managers that report to a C-level executive, like a CEO at a Fortune 20 brand telling us they followed me on Instagram for six months before hiring our company on my personal Instagram account. So just because you're not getting engagement on some of these platforms like Facebook and maybe even Twitter and LinkedIn, that does not mean your audience isn't engaging with you or isn't engaging with your content and watching your content. They're just not doing it publicly, right? If you go to our Facebook pages, 99% of the customers we've ever had have not engaged with our content publicly, but they sign up for our emails. They are watching and listening to our content, our podcast. That's why we have over 1.5 million downloads. I know the data and the metrics that I look at. And I know the brand impressions that we're leaving. I know how that's driving action. So you want to make sure you're, you're matching those numbers to those impressions that you're leaving. So when we create content, what we're really doing is we're planting seeds, okay? So with every piece of content, we're planting a seed. So the first thing you want to do is you're creating content. And you receive a content audit 
inventory worksheet that's going to go to your email uh, that'll be part of that content Zoom kit. And it's a very simple spreadsheet. But what I want you to do inside of that spreadsheet is create a list of every piece of content that you own that you that even has a little bit of value. Okay. And then every piece of content gets a simple status and it is either in, it's out or it's updated. Right. And you add to the spreadsheet of what audience is it for? You can add whatever additional notes you want. And I have a podcast that is going to be available to you that you'll get with the the resource that I sent you that will walk you through exactly how to use that audit spreadsheet. Because what you want to do is start with content you already have. Start with content you've already created, even if it's not in the perfect format, even if it's not exactly what you want to see go to market this year. I want you to leverage what you've already invested in. And particularly for those of you who are maybe working inside of an organization where you need to get approval on budget and that type of thing, you want to make sure that you, a lot of times you'll hear from your management, well, we already spent all the money on that white paper last year and we did that video. When you do an inventory analysis and then you're able to go to that executive and say, yes, we actually did create those videos and we did do the content, but let me show you where we have gaps, right? Here's our target market. Here's our target buyer. We have content for these two buyers, but we're missing content for these four buyers, right? We're missing content here. We don't have content. The primary platform they're hanging out in is Facebook. We do not have the right content to put to this buyer on Facebook. That's how you're going to get approval for your budget. So how do you create content? Uh, how do you come up with ideas that never end? There's three things you need to know. Know yourself. You need to know who you are and how you are better than your competition. How are you able to provide unique value? You need to know your audience, right? And know who you are serving. And then you need to know how you were exactly you were going to serve them. How are you going to solve their problems? And there are three easy steps, and it really is this easy, okay? So I want you to identify your top three buyer personas, and I will be sending you a buyer persona worksheet that's going to help you. And we have another webinar I can point you to that is a uh, audience marketing webinar that will help you additionally. But your buyer persona is a one-page worksheet that you put in the details of who that buyer is, right? How old are they? What do they read? What are they doing? It will guide you through that. It's one page. Create the top three buyer personas. Then I want you to create the top three problems that each of those buyers have. So let's think about somebody who needs to paint their house, okay? They need to paint their house. So what is a problem they have? They maybe have cracked stucco on the outside of their house. They maybe need to adhere to HOA guidelines. Can't tell that I have these problems, can you? Uh, and they need to find somebody to do it. Okay. I just gave you three major topics that you could write probably five to 10 pieces of content for each of those problems that I have. Okay. Then what I want you to do, you have the buyers, you have the problems, then write what are the top three ways that you can help solve their problem, okay? Or content that you can provide them to help solve their problem, okay? And you are going to get a worksheet that's going to guide you through this. 
That's all you have to do. You don't have to be a content expert that knows how to put all these things together magically. I'll tell you, there's no magic in content marketing. It's truly knowing your business, knowing your customer, and knowing the value that you serve them. That's truly how it works. And people come to us all the time. They're like, Pam, how did you make your blog work? How have you done this? This is exactly what we do. I, I'm, there's no magic, anything I'm not sharing with you. So I think too many times people overcomplicate these things. The other thing is you do not have to create all of your own content. Okay, I love this myth busting because so many businesses, big and small, get overwhelmed. They're like, I can't do content marketing. I'm so busy. You know, I don't know what I'm going to do. How am I going to post all those uh, posts on Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and my blog? I just give up. I'm just going to throw in the towel. No, you need to remember the number one myth. We don't need more content. We need good content. That's number one rule. Then we can also leverage third party content. When I first left corporate America, I came out of corporate pretty rigid. Like I wasn't, you know, writing as human as I am today. You know, I found my voice through the years. But when I first went out there, I spent first three months mostly sharing third party content, sharing, you know, top industry leaders, finding my voice, seeing how people um, looked at me. So if you're just getting started and maybe you're launching a business or, you know, launching something new, just start sharing third party content, you know, top content in your industry. And I'll show you a couple tools of how we find that content here in a minute. It's content curation. Okay. So content curation is the process of gathering information that's relevant to a particular topic or area of area of interest for your target market. Okay. So we were gathering that just like you see this girl here gathering vegetables. Uh, we're gathering that content in a way that then we can distribute that content to our target market. And when we share that content, then it associates us with those leaders that we're sharing their content. It helps us, you know, provide value and it helps then raise our authority and trust because we're sharing content. You don't have to create all of your own content. So some of the places where you can find other great content, of course, Google, it's our best friend, right? Google searches, um, keywords and trending topics out on uh, all the social platforms. So Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn, right? Hashtags, look and see what's hot, right? What are other people talking about? Industry blogs. So what are the top industry blogs that you have? Uh, it could be, you know, if you're in healthcare, it could be the CDC. It could be if you're in uh, government, uh, you know, go to some of your local top government sites. We were just at a, a meeting in our local market. We're here in Lake Nona in Orlando, a big healthcare booming market. We were yesterday listening to a presentation from us, our Orange County uh, tax property appraiser's office, right? And so he was sharing with us how much technology is part of what they're doing. So even the fact of what they're doing to leverage technology, that could be an interesting story to share with your audience. Right? It doesn't have to be boring and exactly about your product. Think bigger. Uh, influencers that are creating content for your industry. Who are the movers and shakers? Those people that already have an audience. Oh my goodness, share their content. You'll get so much value from them. BuzzSumo is a tool we use, and I'll show you a slide on that here in a second. And then Feed, Feedly is a great way that you can curate your favorite blogs so you can go to them easily. I like to also uh, just in Google Chrome, I have some folders where I have one called Daily, and I just 
create simple bookmarks of all of my favorite sources. My goal is to get into those daily and share some content. Sometimes it only happens every other day. But you know, bookmark at minimum, bookmark your favorite blogs and websites and video, you know, YouTube channels, those types of things. So you could share that content. And then other tools like Sprout Social, Hootsuite, Agora Pulse, those are all going to help you curate and distribute content as well. So then example, third party content, let's talk about what some examples may be. So entertainment, make your audience laugh. Okay. Content does not have to be about your industry. So for example, we do a, a lot of work in uh, even with manufacturing and with beauty and, you know, beauty is a little bit more sexy, but share content that has a funny angle to it. You know, what's something funny about uh, distribution where, you know, uh, trucking and, and, you know, not truckers running out of time or running, you know, falling asleep. There's a ton of videos about those types of things out there. And we've done some work in uh, logistics. And so we, we know about that. But find where, you know, people are maybe kind of mocking your industry or laughing about the funny things inside your industry, make them laugh. And it could be also things about their role. So if you're targeting like a chief financial officer, post a funny video about that, right? Post a funny video about the people that work for them or about their industry. It doesn't have to be content about yourself. Uh, could also be content at the local level, but look for trending content as well. It's particularly on Facebook. It can be really good to share trending content, uh, content because then Facebook knows that content is already working, right? Remember what we said earlier, we are the media. So when the content's working, Facebook is going to keep putting it in front of more people because they know it's going to get engagement. So that happens a lot. And you want to get it as early as you can on that trending or even after the fact, months after a lot of that trending content will work, even a year later. Local information, national news, industry updates from you know trusted resources in your niche or in your industry are great resources. Now, BuzzSumo is one of my absolute favorite tools. And I'll be sending you a list of tools and technology for building out content, finding content as well. So you'll get a, a resource list with that with links. But BuzzSumo is one you have to know about to find content. So you can find top just about anything influencers, uh, top content, and you top, you know, see what is your top content that your competitors are sharing. And you can type in keywords and then it gives you what content and it's whatever time frame you enter, how and who is getting the most shares, right? Where is that content being published? How much is it getting shared? So you can see this was the most viral type of content. So that can help you come up with ideas. It can help you come up with uh, titles. You can see what's working and what's not. And uh, you can also see authority on some of those blogs. You can see whether they just got lucky. Maybe they had like a one night stand and, you know, it was a one hit wonder and good. Or you can see if somebody's doing it consistently. Like if you do a few searches and you see over and over again, it's coming up consistently. But if you're not kind of catching it by now, content marketing is about so much more than content marketing. It's about pulling this together. So I'd love to see in your comments, whether maybe you understand a little bit more now why you struggled in the past and that if you've maybe been guilty a little bit for random acts of marketing. If you're ready to zoom your business and zoom your life, then don't let the end of this episode be the end of your journey. 
Visit socialzoomfactor.com zoom for incredible free resources and guides. And be sure to join the Social Zoom Factor mailing list so you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time on Social Zoom Factor.